0: Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors Podcast. This is going to be episode number 266 with Wes Torcell of Colorado Tines. And he's going to be bringing, shedding some light on elk and deer hunting in Colorado in units 21, 10, 11, 22, 2, 30, 31, 32, 33, 42, 40, 61, and 44. Uh, 76, uh, and and some others, and it's going to be a great episode to kind of pick his brain. Uh, Wes uh, has grown up there in Colorado and and, um, knows that country really well, so uh, hopefully you can get some value out of this. I had a podcast listener from the Gunnison Basin send me Uh, Some information in regards to the the Game and Fish staff's 2017 license recommendations for deer and elk. Uh, I guess last night they had a meeting there in Gunnison, and there's large cuts in deer licenses uh, for bucks and does. Uh, Declining recruitment for the past few years combined with 2017 hard winter. Um, The best way to hold buck ratios closer to the minimum of sex ratio objectives They are cutting deer tags in uh, unit, let's see, game management 55 and 551. There's a 79% total cut in game management unit 66 and 67. There's a 59% cut and in 54, there's a 54% cut. I thought I would uh, go over this chart and I'm going to try and put this chart on my Instagram page as well. But if you look at unit 54, n55, and 551 on area elk licenses, for an example, in 2016 there were 350 permits. This year there's 280. Uh, Well, let me give you the overall number. This is this probably better for all of 54. um, You're looking at Last year, eight hundred or eighteen hundred and eighty-five uh, total licenses. There were fourteen hundred and five antlered, four hundred and eighty antlerless. That's going to drop all the way down to eight hundred and twenty-five uh, antlered, four hundred and thirty-five antlerless for a total of twelve sixty. So last year there was eighteen hundred and eighty-five. This year there's twelve hundred and sixty. Uh, In 2016, so the number this year is 1260. In 2015, um, it was 27.25 total. In 2014, it was 33.25. In 2013, 37.65. In 2012, 38.75. In 2011, it was 4,025. So you can see from the high of 2010 of 4,025 elk permits in area 54, now there's only 1,260. If you look at unit 55 and 551, uh, there was a high in 2010 of total antlered and antlerless elk permits of 4,315. They've dropped that down to three thousand one hundred and ninety-five. That kind of gives you an idea there, uh, because of this uh, big, big winter kill that they're—they're they're, uh, looks like they're saying is going to happen. In now for the deer in unit fifty-four last year, there were four hundred and seventy deer licenses. Uh, 470, those were all antler deer licenses. This year, they're dropping it to 215. In unit 55 and 551, uh, there was 620 f- antlered permits, 195 antlerless for a total of 815. This year in 55, they're dropping it all the way to 210 total permits. So last year was 815. This year is 210. That's a huge decrease. In units 66 and 67, uh, last year there were 730 total permits, 510 antlered, 220 antlerless permits, and this year, so 730 permits last year, there were 300, there's going to be 300 this year, 260 antlered, and 40 antlerless so they're really giving a haircut on those tags in the Gunnison Basin so um, that's too bad Uh, hopefully the precautionary measures hopefully you know maybe some of those deer can make it through I know they're getting another storm right now so it's not looking good uh, there in the Gunnison Basin Guys, I want to thank you for your support of this podcast. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors, uh, Go Hunt Insider. Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over there at Go Hunt Insider have the best resource for Western Hunter to figure out and do the research on the units that they want to apply for in all the Western states. And they have the most accurate draw odds of any resource available. Um, if you join the Go Hunt Insider, and you use the J. Scott promo code, you're gonna get a $50 Kuyu gift card just for signing up. Now, you need to use the J. Scott promo code to get that, and you will also be eligible for all of the hunts and all of the great gear that they give away over there at Go Hunt Insider. Every single month, there's member uh, Insider member giveaways, and all you have to do is be an Insider member and you're uh, eligible for that. I also want to thank Jason Harrison with Kuyu.com. Uh Kuyu makes the best ultralight hunting gear. I uh, also want to thank Phone Scope, Cheston Davis and his crew at phonescope.com. They make the best Digiscoping adapters, uh, being able to adapt a phone, any phone to any optic, meaning any spotting scope or bino, and you can be taking pictures and photos immediately. Um, use the JSCOT16 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount. And then the Optics Authority, the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix, Cody Nelson and his group. Uh, If you use the J. Scott promo code at outdoorsmans.com or call them on the phone at 1-800-291-8065, you're going to get a 10% discount. Guys, thanks for all your support. If you would like to send me a question or a comment, you can do so at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can follow along our adventures. On Instagram at jscottoutdoors, my associate Dar Colburn at Dar—that's D-A-R-R Colburn—on Instagram. Uh, I've also got a, a website jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, I've got gouldsturkeyhunt.com, colburnandscottoutfitters.com. Uh, we're pretty well covered up on the web. Um, you can go go check out any one of those resources. But uh, let's get right to this episode with Wes Torcell. Also, guys, don't forget the deadline for Colorado is April 4th. So get online, get those applications in for deer and elk. Hopefully you've been able to gather some information out of all these different Colorado podcast episodes. And you can make a good decision. Get on Go Hunt Insider and figure out where the best place is for you for, for big game hunting in Colorado. Welcome to the j Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have Wes Torcell of Colorado Tines on the line from Fruta, Colorado. Wes, how you doing? Doing great, Jay. Uh, it's uh, awesome to get to talk to you. Uh, we actually had lunch this summer. Uh, I spend the summers in Carbondale, Colorado, and you looked me up through Instagram, I believe, and uh, we were able to share a meal, share lunch together this summer, and it was nice to meet you and. Um, if I remember right, you had a big old set of sheds, uh, mule deer sheds. I, c- I can't remember if it was a set of sheds or, or a, a deadhead that you had found, but a big set. And, um, it, it was nice to meet you there.
1: Yeah, uh, it was an honor to uh, come talk to you. I listened to your podcast from, I mean, pretty much from the beginning and I, uh, yeah, I brought some sheds along and I think a lot of people are getting tired of seeing them <laughs> on social media, but, uh. But yeah, I oh yeah, um,
0: lunch. So <laughs> grab have to meet up, again, definitely. Sounds good. Um, Wes, tell me a little bit about Colorado Tines and um, what you do there in Fruta, Colorado, and you know what what your passion is. Uh,
1: we uh, well, I personally started this about nine nine years ago, but never really got a hold of it. Um, and took took what I wanted to do with um the outdoors and. passion i had for it uh but what we're doing now fast forward from nine years ago i think about three years ago we we uh took some time to see what we really wanted to do and i gathered a couple buddies of mine and then it turned into about four guys where we we go out and film and take pictures um pretty much sharing what we what we do in the outdoors so After that, um, things kind of took off. I started to get used to things, um, self-taught. But now we're actually just going on hunts with friends, um, doing our own hunts. And we're trying to get into the filming industry where the outdoor has a lot – outdoors has a lot of things going on with YouTube and things like that, which I wish I would have started in 2009. But now now this comes around, and we're just – much sharing what we do in the outdoors in colorado so
0: colorado tines is a youtube channel correct yes it is okay and on instagram it's just colorado tines
1: t-i-n-e-s yes and we're pretty much on every uh social media um channel out there and it's it's pretty much we're trying to get the best content the the most quality content out there that we can get and um trying to get awesome hunts on on camera.
0: What is your passion uh what are you more
1: passionate about mule deer or elk? Um both those uh, it's it's tough. I mean the elk wasn't too much into my uh um liking as as much as mule deer cuz the deer in um, northwest Colorado is it's one of the best in Colorado in the nation at, actually so the, the mule deer caught on to me when I, I wasn't even really into hunting that much. I hunted all my life. And then I think as soon as I pretty much graduated, didn't graduate college, but I played college baseball. And after that, had to move on and get a job. I got a good job where I was in the outdoors all the time. And I was all around these huge deer all the time. And that's where the passion of um, getting pictures, getting um, all this stuff with outdoors and it just came all in.
0: Nice. And tell the listeners where Fruita, Colorado is and how long have you lived there? You know, that's kind of your base camp. Um, but where is Fruita, Colorado?
1: Uh is just a, kind of an outskirts of uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. So it's on the west side of Colorado, um, western slope. It's uh, just a kind of a small town. It's just outside of grand junction so it's kind of what you'd say on the surrounding cities and north of that of rangeley is where i'm actually from i was born raised in rangeley um and that and i just transferred jobs um a job i had in rangeley for 10 years and i transferred to a uh, a parachute office which i can live in fruit and and uh, drive to the parachute
0: so in other words if i remember right you're in the oil and gas business of some sort right <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I've been in the oil gas for I think, twelve years. So you're always
0: constantly out driving to all the different rigs and what have you and hence you're right there all around a lot of mule deer and, and elk in their habitat and you're seeing a lot of quality stuff.
1: Yes, yes, Jay. I like I think we talked about just with the oil field stuff and it's it's one of those jobs where I mean, I get lucky enough. I don't have to sit in an office. I don't have to do little things like that. I mean, I'm literally in a truck driving around in the best country ever To for somebody like me that loves the outdoors and all that. And I get that opportunity to uh, go out and experience all the wildlife.
0: What are you seeing as far as winter? Um, I've been watching the snow fall, um, snow totals and such for, for my fishing for, for the summer and keeping track. And it seems like most of colorados you know 150 to 175% of normal how is it in the areas that that you're you know in every day and you know are, are you thinking there's going to be winter kill
1: or or what do you, what are your thoughts um with that it's, it's and just as a listener i've been listening to some of your other podcasts before this and um there's some mixed feelings on that because we've got awesome snow um, the snowpack up in the high country has been awesome. I mean, the ski, ski resorts are rec- breaking records uh, this year. Well, now they're not, but they uh, got awesome snow up in the high country. But what I was seeing this year, um, from last year, even just going where I from where I transferred, um, the lower country did not get that much, but the high country it, it just it got into this area where a lot of the high country got dumped on with snow so much snow but we had those those rainstorms and down below and i think mid january and the lower country didn't get that much snow i mean just with shed hunting uh, a lot of these lower lower areas didn't get hit that hard
0: what units would you say you're most familiar with or what areas of
1: the state of colorado um, mainly it's the Northwest, um, where I grew up, um, my entire life is, um, by Rangeley area 21, uh, 22, 10, 11. And those are the most familiar because I was surrounded by all those areas.
0: What, you, you know, you, you talk about 21, 10, 22, 11, two, uh, what other units are you familiar
1: with? Um, since I've transferred, I've gone out with, uh, Kobe Rose, the partner and I with Colorado times, and we've done a lot of exploring, um, southern of Grand Junction, area 48, 40, area 61, 60, 70, and those units, just trying to learn as much country as we can. And so, I mean, th- those, you I've been on a, a 61 hunt. It was two years ago on an archery hunt and, it was That was eye-opening for me because Northwest Colorado was, I mean, there's so many roads, so many lease roads that um, the oil and gas has built, and there's so much access to places in Northwest Colorado. But you get to 61, and there's access all over the place, but you have steep canyon, steep, steep country, and thick country where it's really hard to hop as well.
0: What was the quality like in 61 compared to some of the Northwest units as far as the elk?
1: Well, the it was an archery tag. Um, Tyler Matriciano had that tag, and I was with him for two days, and it was so thick. We're, we were uh, um, glassing from canyon to canyon, looking down at these draws, and I'm like, I'm not hiking down that. you got to be kidding me. You're going to go after an elk after, I mean— that that far with an archery tag i don't think so i mean it's literally straight up and down the country but there's that unit so long i mean i don't know what the mile is but that unit is so long and it's a big unit but it's a skinny unit you mean from north where, to north to south it's so long yeah north to south it's, it's very it's a very long unit and that's what i did with kobe we went on a shed trip just trying to learn new country and um that, that southern part of that unit is kinda where I'm used to hunting where it has some of that um sagebrush cedars, um not deep canyons. I mean there's sixty one has a lot of different areas you can hunt. You can hunt the big ponderous pines uh down lower in the canyons, then you can go move down into the cedars, sagebrush areas.
0: Okay, what about forty?
1: Forty is a whole different thing because I, I, mean, it's right next to, right next to where I live, and it's a five-minute drive, and you're, and you're right there. So, I've been there uh, a handful of times, but there is a lot of, a lot of private, and seeing where the good, good hunting areas would be is pretty much right in the private.
0: So in other words, 40 is phenomenal, but unless you have access to private property, it's kind of a tough unit for the public to hunt?
1: Yes, and a lot of the outfitters up there are pretty, I mean, they get a lot of hunters that draw tags, and they um, pretty much go with an outfitter when they go to that unit.
0: Okay, what about 21 Northwest? Uh,
1: um, 21, it's it's really popular with elk hunting because it's an over-the-counter um, for the second, third, and fourth, gen- and the general archery to where it's pretty popular there, but the deer, I mean, that's what brings a lot of people to every 21 is the deer.
0: It's one of the be- 21's considered one of the best deer units in the state, correct?
1: Yes, it is, and it's, I worked there for t- about 10 years and uh, all my life, and really just never I mean never realized how many what 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 was so popular about it because you see a lot of deer when I let's say six years ago but now there's still the deer there but I mean the age class of bucks is it's it varies the last like probably five years the age class just isn't there for that trophy trophy unit
0: so I mean 21 takes a a million points to draw, you're saying that the quality has declined for deer?
1: Yes, I I think so. I I mean, not the quality, the genetics are there. I mean, I mean, 21, I mean, they're, they're known for the big typical bucks. And I mean, there's some non typicals as well, Uh, but just with, with drawing, especially for a non-resident, you're waiting, um, even just for a muzzleloader tag, I mean, you're waiting eight years and then you're moving on to your second season. You're waiting eight, eight, nine, ten 10 years to be, I mean, pretty much guaranteed. And then you go into um, third season and you're up to 19 points. So with, with that, I mean, it's, it's hard to build that many points as a non-resident with other units you can hunt with that many points. It's, it's, it's a tough go, but the, I mean, the residents have, I mean, you can draw the 21 with three points and then you can hunt, um, the third season with four not with four, but with uh 10. So it's, it's a hard, it's one of those, I mean, it's an awesome, awesome hunt. You got so much access to so much. There's huge BLM. I mean, there's p- little spots of private in there, but you're not going to get a better BLM. I mean, there's so much BLM that been so much roads. Um, especially with that second season, you—it's—I've been always told it's like if in, in that second season you, you don't hike around, you drive around. <laughs> it's kind of funny to say that. Like I think we talked about you getting ready for your elk hunt um, in Utah that you drew, and in twenty in twenty one for that second season, you're you're driving around because those deer are moving. I mean, they're traveling ten miles a day, just going to their where they usually migrate to
0: how and 21 for elk you know it's known for deer 21 for elk is is a
1: pretty easy draw um how is it for elk um it's it has its ups and downs that's i mean the archery um the elk are really spread out there's i mean there's not a lot of elk but there is elk there and there's there's quality elk but I mean, it takes a lot of work to find them. I mean, the biggest thing is finding the elk and then to hunt them. And with all the pressure that's there, especially during rifle season, because there's there's so many deer hunters out there. I'm not not sure what they give out for tags for that second season. I think it's around that 130 mark for second season. And most of those people also buy the tags. I mean, buy elk tags along with that deer tag.
0: So a lot of hunting pressure.
1: There is there is a lot of hunting pressure, and it's it's kind of slowed down in the last couple of years. But but with I mean with all the technology with uh, rifles and people like even with go hunt um, Onyx maps all those things, a lot of people are going to these um, big BLM BLM units with private, and a lot of people are trying to get really close to that private where all those out get pushed to.
0: Okay, what
1: about Unit 10? Unit 10, um, that's a unit I've been in for four years now. No, it's been four. Uh, my dad had a, a tag four years ago. A good friend, um, Gary Denny, he drew a tag. And, what kind of tag? Uh, Are we talking I,
0: elk? Are we talking deer? Yeah,
1: it's been elk, elk tags. Um, that's a limited entry. Uh, all those guys I mentioned took it it takes 20 to 21 points to draw so that's 21 years and the elk up there um on your recent podcast it's it's one of those where 201 and two kind of overshadow 10 a lot because the quality bulls i mean all those units in the northwest you got one and 10 those units right there i mean it's it's Throw something at it and pick a unit. I mean, those those units are top notch because it takes twenty years to draw them. So, I mean, all those units are are awesome.
0: If you had to rank them as far as quality for elk, um, what would be your put them in order? If if you could draw uh, those tags, which one would you you know rank them?
1: Uh, personally, I like ten quality, like if, I, if I'm probably halfway to get that, get a chance at one of those tags minus the hybrid tag, it would be probably 201, 210, and one. Okay.
0: And uh, with Chris Rowe, I talked a little bit about the hybrid uh, draw. Explain how that works.
1: Um, well, the hybrid draw, it's, it came, I, I think it was five, maybe four years ago. Um, which my dad putting in for the straw wasn't very happy because he was on that point creep where he was behind that line of drawing that tag every single year. And he was that, that one man out every year for, I think, probably four years. But after that, I, after he drew, then I started to feel good about it because I still have a chance every year if I'm going to put in for every 10 or 2 or um, 2 or So with the hybrid draw if you have five or more points you get put into a percentage of tags um that are drawn and i believe it's for non-residents as well um but i don't even i with all the looking on um, statistics and all that i have i really haven't seen that out-of-state person has drawn because there's so many out-of-state people that put in for these tags but I do know, actually, Jesse Powell. That's with of Times. He drew the uh, um, Area Ten archery tag last year. What was it like? And the Area Ten archery. Yeah. And, the, and all the other tags I've had, and well, I haven't had, but I've had the opportunity to go help friends out. Have all been rifled, and this was an archery tag. And this kid, well, he's he's nineteen. He draws a tag that takes twenty years to get. And he got it with five points. And I mean, just going into that, you're, you gotta be kidding me. And, that, and I mean, the reason he's with Colorado times, like he works hard, he's very motivated, very positive person. Um, and he went into this hunt full go he scouted a bunch. We went, went up there with trips, scouted a lot. I mean, the area, area 10, there's so many, so many elk and so many bulls that it's, I mean, you go out there and you get this preseason scouting and you start looking at all these bulls and there's so many and there's so many nice bulls. I mean, you're, you're seeing in the scouting in the velvet, there's 20, 30 bulls altogether and there's probably half of them are 300 plus bulls. And you just don't know whether they're going to end up on private or they're going to end up on BLM. You have no idea where these elk are going to go.
0: What kind of quality is there
1: the quality in ten is since I, I mean I've been there on those rifle hunts and then um some of that archery hunt and the quality I'm mean, you're gonna see it's kind of a funny joke with that we always have is you' it's yep that's another three hundred rag um, I mean three hundred rag bull, that there he is again there he is again because there's so many quality bulls in the genetics are really I mean they're good. But there's always that one bull that stands out out of the whole crowd. And there's been 400, bowl, 400 class bulls taken out of that unit in the last three years. Um, but to judge on what you're going to get and what you're going to see, I mean, you're going to see anywhere from 390 to 350 bulls quite a bit. It's going to determine whether or not I'm private or not. But then you have your uh, BLM, where, I mean, these bulls are traveling in small groups um you, you're gonna have one bull with three cows you're gonna have another bull with five cows, and then you're gonna have a bunch of satellite bulls around all over the, the place so I'd range it from about i mean three thirty to three sixty is i mean that's that's what you're probably gonna end up uh trying to go after
0: okay so so far you've said two oh one two ten, and one you just talked about ten what about unit two uh,
1: unit two <clears throat> I've been in um handful of times never been there during hunting season um it's been during shed season and i think i went there for summer and checked out some velvet bulls but the quality there the interesting thing there with um some friends of mine that's that's hunted it uh, multiple years is the units i mean 10 big but unit 2 is really big and it has a lot of blm but the diversity on where you can hunt is I mean, you have ponderosa pines. You can hunt on Douglas Mountain. You drop down, and then you're in the high desert with the cedars, sagebrush. Then you can go to sand, wa- sand wash, which is it's pretty much sagebrush, um, patchy cedars. There's so many places you can hunt on that. Um, if you're an older person, which most of the people that draw those tags are older, where I mean they can't they can't hike those miles in the hills um, like they were when they were younger. So, I think with with Area 2, it's just the experience that. And actually, we are going to be filming two hunts if they are successful on the draw up there this year. So I was going to be excited to go to Area 2 for uh, hunting soon. Okay. And then Unit 1. Unit 1 I've never been to. I mean, that's a little, little unit um, right on the border. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, it's a little unit, has um, some national forest, I believe. Um, and access is pretty much from Utah and it's, it's, it's what I've heard. It's great, but it's just that little unit that doesn't get that much credit for being such a good unit.
0: Okay. And then those are kind of your top for elk. Um, what about for deer? What would be your top five for deer?
1: For deer, um, with the country I know, of course, 44 is, I mean, the top unit in the state. And then behind that, I, there's so many good units in Colorado. That's what's I mean, um, trashy that buck that Brett, Brett Roth killed. I mean, that's on a over. I mean, you could get that with zero points, and it's he damn near got a 300 inch deer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 crazy with Colorado because there are so many units I haven't even been to and haven't experienced. So, with this, this is pretty much just personal personal hunting myself. Yeah, so uh, what is, you,
0: give me your picks.
1: Uh, so 21 would be the top because I, I know know everything about it, and there are good bucks there. Uh, and it'd be, so it would be like 21, um, 30, and 40. And I think every two has some really good bucks too. It takes a long time to draw those those tags as well.
0: 30 is a unit we haven't talked about. Tell me where that is and, and um, what you know about unit 30.
1: Unit 30 is it borders Utah and um 21 as well. Um Douglas Pass, I think the ridge up at this pass borders those. And it's a good unit. It's I I've hunted it I haven't hunted it, but I I've, I've been in those units during hunting season. And there's there's a, a good population of deer and then you go towards the uh um the backside into 31 and there's a lot of private in there. Where the H class, I think, is it's that's what gets it the um, good bucks in that unit.
0: I notice I'm looking at the Gohan Insider, the um, uh, October 21st to October 29th, Unit 32nd Rifle Season, uh, two two points for non-residents, 100% draw. And interesting, 31-32 is 44% draw with zero points.
1: Yep, and with thirty one and thirty two, you—that's where the private private property comes into play because there's a lot of oil and gas in those areas, and the access to a lot of these areas is is blocked off due to not just oil and gas, but a lot of landowners um, that that have that access to a lot of those areas, and that's why I was telling you I'm just with the age class because I mean they don't shoot a lot of deer in those in those um, outfits. They. So that's where you get your age class.
0: So you, you put number thirty unit thirty as your second choice for your own units that you like. Twenty one is number one, thirty is number two. Yeah. And is it a high country hunt or is it a is it a, you know, sagebrush type hunt?
1: It's almost um, identical to twenty one as um, country-wise because as soon as you come over the path it's kind of the same same country you're going to get you got your high country you can hunt but like i said you got a lot of private still around and as you get to um the interstate down by the river there's still some of those good bucks um like in mac um, next to the border in utah where there's still gonna be those trophy class deer in there and there's quite a bit of um, blm as
0: well i noticed they clump um for the muzzleloader and the archery hunt i believe i'm looking at the muzzleloader right now uh let's see here
1: and they put those together
0: yeah they put those together so you can hunt both i mean if you had the tag would you hunt more in 21 or more in 30 or would it just
1: be wherever uh, you found
0: the biggest buck
1: I, I drew that tag uh i think it was five years ago the, the one and only animal i've shot with my bow and i've been bow hunting for six years <laughs> so uh with that i i would say i was staying on the 21 side but I did venture off in the 30 um, scouting and there was some good quality deer in there. And the, with the, the Onyx maps, I mean, there's so many, now, I should have kept it a secret right when they came out in 2009, but that app right there, not the app, but the, the chip you put in your GPS coming over that, that pass, there's so many little spots you can park your truck on the side of the road, hike up and go hunt some awesome country in there for archery. And, I wish I would have had that back when I hunted that, but there's just so much little BLM, little pieces in there, and there's good quality bucks in there as well.
0: How's 30 for elk?
1: 30 for elk, it's very popular um, with the later seasons because a lot of the elk um, are up on top of Douglas Pass area, and then they start to funnel back down into 30. Um, That's usually where they they winter. So if you're driving through uh, on that, I believe it's 139, the highway is. I mean, you drive through there in the winter, and there's, you're going to, after hunting season, there's thousands of elk, elk all over the place.
0: And where is that highway? What's, what cities is that near?
1: Um, it's in between Grand Junction and Rangeley. Okay.
0: So you're in that real rolly kind of sagebrush, kind of lower, you know, pinion juniper kind of kind of cedar country.
1: Yep. And then it um as it climbs up over Douglas Pass, that's where where you get your aspens, um, your uh your pines and all that.
0: You know, one unit um I haven't asked you about is like thirty thirty two and thirty one, thirty two and thirty three. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on
1: that? Um uh Kobe he like I said, he guides in uh Quebec. Um and he's been doing it for quite a long time and they've killed some really nice bucks. He's personally killed, uh, two deer that are, one went over 200 and one that was like 196. Um, one was, uh, archery and one was muzzleloader. But like I said, those ACE class of bucks are, I mean, they're there. I mean, even they, they killed a 360 bull two years ago when I was up there just doing some filming. And and, I mean, they kill they killed decent, decent bulls in there as well.
0: So for deer and elks pretty good draw pretty good draw and pretty good um it's
1: all over the, all over the counter for elk in those units. For deer it's easy to draw but like I said if I mean with the outfitters and private property you're gonna have to do a lot of research on that to get around those things.
0: What about thirty three?
1: Thirty three. I haven't ventured much in the thirty three. it's it's one of those where there's a lot of leftover tags for some reason and it's some of it's a lot of third season. Um, which that's one of the units I'd I'd wanna kinda go check out. Um it's one of those units that there's there's deer in there, but it's one of those that you gotta really look around that private property and do some research on.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the Gohan Insider unit thirty three for non residents. It's a it's a hundred it's a, a hundred percent. So Um, in essence, you could get a third, you could put unit 33 as your second choice and draw a third season deer tag on your second choice.
1: Exactly. But a lot of that is because in area 23 and 24 up by Meeker, um, a lot of those deer, they end up down there, but I mean, they're, I mean, that's about the cutoff point on the boundaries to, uh, 23 and 24 is where they're coming down to. So a lot of the bucks winter down there, but a lot of them aren't quite there yet, but you still have your resident bucks that still hang out. And it's right there by the river, um, by by the town's rifle um, still area Well, there's, there's good bucks in there. And like I said, you have to do a lot of research around the private.
0: What about 42?
1: 42. It's, like I said, it's still a lot of private. Uh, you have the national forest up on top, um, which is very popular. That I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of hunters in there this year. Uh, there was, I mean, camper after camper after camper, and that gets hit hard, hard in archery. But the, I mean, the the quality of deer that I've seen up there is it's it's amazing. But the thing is, I think I think where they hang out during hunting season is I mean, almost like elk, where they hang out on private, where they know they're safe. So, in a lot of those areas, um, on that I-70 corridor, there's a lot of private and a lot of people that don't allow hunting at all. And that's what I've heard with 44, there's a lot of private there that they don't allow hunting at all. So, there's a lot of, that's where you get your age class. So,
0: Any other units that I haven't mentioned that you think are worth mentioning that uh, you could shed
1: some light on? Uh, I think, um, with air, with that first, a lot of people don't know about that first season bull, um, bull tag for a rifle. It's a, only a four day hunt. Um, it's October 14th to the 18th, I believe. Um, and it's, it's a unit. Um, I think the code is out of, out of unit 11 and you can hunt 12 units just by that one hunt so i forget what the units exactly are but you can hunt 12 other units if you put in for that and i'm sure you can look that up on your go hunt um, finder and look at area 11 first season i'm pretty sure you can draw that every single year
0: so explain that to me again so you you you're going to put Walk me through this. So you're talking about you can apply for your preference point or your top end units on your first choice, but you're talking about for a second choice.
1: Yes, for a second choice, it is the hunt code is uh, it's area 11, so it's for a so it's first rifle, and that's and they have uh that's where you get your first and second seasons from Colorado because everybody asks, well, what's the first season? And this is the first season bull, and it's bull only or elk only and then second season that's the first year rifle season so with that area 11 tag you, you can hunt in the area 11 12 13 23 24 25 26 33 34 131 211 231 and you can choose from all those units from that one one hunting tag how's
0: how's the i mean what makes that a sleeper do you think
1: because it's an opportunity to draw a tag um, with somebody that's might be the first time they come elk hunting. Is it's it's one of those to experience an elk hunt and all those units. It gives you so much range of opportunity to go look at stuff like you said on um, Go Hunt Finder, um, Google those things. If somebody was really wanting to get into hunting in Colorado. Those units right there has the biggest population of elk in all of the whole United States. And to hunt those units, I mean, it's it's pretty easy going. And it's, it's one of those that, that first rifle season gets kind of sl- slept on because not a lot of people do it. It's a, a four-day hunt. And it's one of those you can usually draw every year on that. Either the first choice or the second choice.
0: You think you can still get some bulls bugling, depending on where you go?
1: Yes, and that and that's one of those is um, my wife. That's usually something I put her in for, and we hunted it last year. And it's it's one it's not an easy hunt at all. I mean, you go out there, you gotta you gotta look for the tracks, look for, for the signs. But I mean, I even knew the unit that we were in, and I knew it very well. But we still had to find where the elk were at that time they've been pushed around so much from archery and muzzleloader that those elk bounce around quite a bit so we we found where they were we seen the tracks we came back sure enough we we glassed one up and then they come back down we make a chance at it and she she missed a like a 200 yard shot at a 300 class bull
0: was he and bugling
1: old... oh yeah he was he had cows um there was another bull that was with him he was just like a small raghorn. And they were beagling, and he was kind of running around the cows. So that's one of those early um, rifle hunts that you can get for pretty, I mean, for first for season for the October 14th or the 18th, you can get.
0: Do you think um, a lot of people don't understand that in Colorado you can apply for, you know, upper-tier units and then apply for – um a preference point and then you can get like this exact hunt you're talking about with it doesn't affect their points in other words you know like i have 17 points for elk in colorado i could apply for you know 61 or or 76 or you know you know those those i guess like not 76 because i would draw but units that maybe i'm right on the verge of drawing but then put or just do a preference point or I could put in second choice for a, for a hunt like this that you're talking about and get an elk tag virtually every single year.
1: Yes. I mean, that's with so many people I've, I'm glad go hunt came out because I can't, I've gotten so, probably the past 10 years, I've got so many phone calls. How do I draw? What does this do? How does this work? Even from family members and, it gets kind of frustrating because it's you just got to kind of just do a little research and with gohan that's where it, it makes a lot of sense um but with just the statistics on let's say i think i have just statistics up for area 21 for deer um there's seven, 72 non-residents and even residents 65 that put in for area 21 second choice you, that's impossible to draw second choice but then you even go down to third choice and there's 21 residents that put in for that for third choice and 33 that put in non resident for third choice. And what, that's you, in, and that's what you're saying is
0: there's no way to even draw that. So people are just throwing away their, their, their options cause they don't even know that they don't, they don't understand how it works. Exactly.
1: And that's, and that gets so frustrating that you talk to people and, I, and I, I'm willing to help anybody that, that asks. But when they say I put in for first choice this, second choice this, and, and I'm like, wait, you put in for a limited tag that you have no chance of getting for your second choice. And then that's where the questions come up, and it's, it's, it's hard to tell them there's no way you're going to get that tag. And they're like, well, no, it's a second choice. I'm like, no, your first choice is your choice. That's where your points are. Yeah, so and explain second, that. Third, explain that
0: for those listening that haven't listened to some of the other podcasts on Colorado. Walk us through
1: exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so when you when you put in for Colorado, you, there's four choices you can put in for for elk, deer, antelope, whatever you're putting in for. So the first choice is um, that's your number one tag you want to draw, whether it be preference points um, for a limited entry tag. It's not really limited entry. That's Utah, but Anything it takes amount of points to put in for that's your first choice. So for your second choice, those are those units that you you can draw without any points at all, or there's um, those units that you can you have a chance to get with second choice.
0: So in other words, like just last- to be clear, the first choice is where your preference points come into play. Once your first choice, you know, you either you d- either draw it or don't draw it. Then they look at your second choice, and that's where putting in for some of these other hunts that that preference points don't come into play um, where you can actually draw a tag but you don't lose your preference points and you're still you know chasing your dream so to speak but you can hunt every year
1: exactly so this is what i did last year i put in for my unit that i wanted to hunt for the first choice which i have six points so I put in for a second choice and I did, um, archery unit 60. And for the third choice, i put nothing for, I put nothing. So the draw, went. they go through the first choice, they do that draw. The second choice comes around. That's when they do their second draw. And that's where all those tags that were, um, drawn by that first choice get thrown to the second choice. So they do that draw, which I drew a unit 60 archery tag for deer. I still, I gained that seven point. I didn't draw that first choice. And then after the second choice is done, they go to their third. So everything that wasn't, was left over from the first choice to the second goes to third. And then vice versa, everything goes down to fourth. So that's how they draw those tags. How'd you do I got the, oh, no, I, I don't want to talk about that hunt at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a, fun, I'd never been to that unit. Uh, unit 60 is just a small, small unit right next to the LaSalle Mountains in Utah. A very good unit in, in Utah for elk and deer. And every time I went to Utah, I saw deer. And every time I went back in Colorado, there was nothing. so Tough hunt. It was a tough hunt. and going in there blind other than Google Earth and information. It was not a fun hunt, but it was a it was a second choice. I didn't have to use my points. So
0: I wanna talk a little bit about digiscoping and filming and what have you and wondering what kind of equipment you use and if you could give any tips to people out there um, you know, doing the same thing, okay. digiscoping and filming.
1: Yeah, and that and that's what I started out, um, with Color Times is trying to get the best equipment, um i could use by filming because i learned this with my dad's hunt and i went in there pretty i was wanting to film his hunt and i got really frustrated with the equipment i had i was using um tines up um their digiscoping cam which worked awesome but i just didn't have the camera to do those i missed his um his kill shot because i was holding the camera didn't have a tripod on it nothing so after that, I upgraded to a camera. It's a um, Panasonic 750 camcorder. And as soon as I got that, it was it was like gold. I mean, this thing has incredible zoom, films in 4K. Um, it's easy to use. So anybody who wants to film their hunts, I mean, it's, it's a pretty expensive camera. It's about $700. Um, but it's one of those cameras, and they have some lower ones, I think the 550 or 570 Panasonic and that is that about three four hundred dollars but those cameras i mean they're very easy to use they got good zoom good scouting tool to zoom up and then put it on the um, tv after that and look at stuff but recently we uh partnered with phone scope and i was blown away at first i the first time i got a phone scope was with a uh, gopro and i hated it. And I took it back to the store. I was like, I don't want this thing. I want to get the top quality footage, but it just wasn't there. But I, I got the phone scope again. And with the iPhone 6, I we used it last year on Jesse's Hunt a lot and with uh, Fred's Hunt. And a lot of those footage you'll see on our uh, YouTube channel, a lot of that is through a phone scope. And I was really impressed with it. And what made it even better this year Um, they, uh, sent us the iPhone seven plus case, which I just upgraded right in the middle of hunting season. And I started using that. And the best thing about the phone scope, iPhone seven plus case is the iPhone seven plus you can zoom in two X. So there's no vignetting at all. And it's still recording in 4k through your optic. So that right there is a total game changer. If you're trying to film something, scout. If you're an outfitter trying to show a hunter, that's sitting sit next to you in the truck scouting or hunting, where you can see something from the screen right there. That's it's an awesome tool to have.
0: So when you say it's two, it's you can two times it. What, what exactly do you mean? It's like a doubler.
1: It, it's a doubler, pretty much. So you have. So as soon as you put your phone on a, a spot and scope or, or know, you have that vignetting around it, um, usually, and then you try to zoom in as far as you can with your spot and scope and it gets rid of it a little bit, but with the iPhone seven plus, you can zoom into two X as you zoom in while you're filming with your phone and it doesn't lose any clarity. It's still 4k up to that two X. Nice. What did you have before that? Just I just had an iPhone 6. Um, it worked great, but you still had to zoom in just a little bit to get rid of that vignetting. And when you're editing film, it's it sucks to have that vignetting around your your uh, shot that you're trying to show. But, I mean, that's what those things, those elk that are five six 600, 800 yards away, it's where you want to get that extra, just a little bit of zoom. But with the iPhone 7 Plus, you get that
0: 2X zoom. And you have to video with the camera horizontal correct not not vertical to, to, in order to get the 4k
1: yeah and that's and i use um the only time i use it vertically is that if i'm doing like an instagram story um i think actually facebook just came out with an instagram story so you can i saw that those, last and, night facebook i yeah, saw it, that it just happened and i was like you gotta be i'm glad they did it in a way because It's so much easier just to share just a picture, especially if you're in the outdoors. You follow outdoor people where those stories are are fun to look at. And with that, when you have to do it, that horizontal um, or vertically, I guess, that's the only way you can do it on Instagram story. And that's what I usually do if I'm out scouting, looking for deer or elk. And that's how I usually do the stories on there.
0: Have you done a story on Facebook yet?
1: I have not. Well, like I said, I just noticed noticed it yesterday, and I just haven't I haven't messed around with it much.
0: I've got to imagine with them owning Instagram, it's a very similar, um, you know, pretty easy to use uh, platform there. On you know, Instagram Stories is is easy. I got to assume Facebook made it pretty similar.
1: Yeah, I I think I I messed around with it today, but I I was kind of looking at other people that were doing it, but um i couldn't figure out how because i have a um my personal page and then i have my other page and i couldn't figure out how to do it on like you would on your j scott i don't know how your page is set up but,
0: yeah from um, what i understand are they allowing it on business page or is it just
1: on personal pages i'm not sure right now i i tried a little bit i messed around with it but i wasn't going in too deep with it I like I said, I I looked at it today. I'm like, that's that's a good feature to have on Facebook, especially for people. I mean, that's where phone scope, that's where the whole the game changer is. I mean, you might see sh- look at a piece of pet plastic or something like that and be like, you're really going to charge me money for that? But it's it's incredible. I mean, great company. Bill, I mean, we just broke one. A friend of mine just broke one, and he asked. I said, just just call him or email him. He said, nope. They just said, send it in. We'll send you a new one. So. I mean, the customer service is also with PhoneScope as well.
0: Do you do most of your digiscoping with your PhoneScope device?
1: Yeah, and and it's been crazy. I've had to uh, like put all my videos, photos, all that stuff on my computer probably like two or three times a week. But I just fill it up. You
0: fill up the memory in your 7 Plus?
1: Yeah, and that's where I, I'm glad it's iPhone. I think we had this conversation that lunch when you were asking about cameras i said get get your iphone 7 i think the iphone 7 came out with that 4k um, video and we talked about it and i was like yeah get your iphone 7. um but now with the 7 plus it's it's incredible how clear it is that's what all the new shed hunting videos that we just came out with that's filmed with iphones i mean i you don't have to go buy an expensive camera just use your phone to film your experiences and outdoors
0: Let's talk about this a little bit. You're head over heels on sheds now. I've never really oh. gotten into the shed deal. I mean, the the antlers are gone. They're on the ground. They're just laying there. What is the big fascination with uh, shed hunting?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I've, I've been doing this for 15 years. and I, I mean, and you're I'm sick never... about it. You
0: And guys like yourself, some of you guys would rather shed hunt. I got a friend... Uh, that would rather shed hunt than actually hunt?
1: <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years and like, I mean, those before days when not a lot of people were doing it. I mean, that those were the days where you go out, you'd, I mean, you'd, you'd have to bring them back, back to home. And all. Um, I mean, I used to go out and have handfuls of them on any trip. And so- now it's, you go out there and it's not much, but the, why I like it. I mean, it's, you're going out hiking. I mean, I don't do a lot of exercise. I'm not, I'm not a gym guy at all. A lot of people that know me can laugh at this, but I don't go to the gym. I don't work out.
0: No shirtless um, selfies of you anytime soon?
1: Uh, no, just like I think we ate lunch. You, you're getting your healthy snacks. I think I just got like an ultimate nacho thing. <laughs> and, uh, I, was there laughing. I was like, well, I, you got to get prepared, I guess. But, but now... Now hitting the hills with a camera and hitting the hills, um, doing other things. Yeah. But yeah, shed hunting, it's, it's one of those things that go out. I mean, spring, there's nothing better. I mean, going out there in spring, I mean, like there's not grass, there's no snakes out. You go walk around. I, I probably totaled probably 30 miles this year on shed hunting, just walking around. You found a bunch already? I haven't found, like I said, I haven't found that many. I, we almost call it hiking now. Yeah.
0: any turkeys gobbling
1: yet uh i was going to talk to you about that because um your videos that you've um just put up got me going a little bit and turkey hunt um opens here in colorado on april 8th so four days after the um, big game uh, license is going
0: yeah don't forget if you're listening the the uh deadline for Colorado big game applications is April 4th now do they have to be postmarked or received in Colorado by April 4th do you know
1: uh it's postmarked for melon but I think my dad is the only one that sends in in the mail anymore
0: (laughs) You think he's the only
1: <laughs> old school
0: out there, old school guy? Oh. You can apply online, but a lot of people still do paper apps. But I think there's still a bunch of people that do paper apps.
1: Oh, I'm sure because they, th- th- they're they going to screw my tag up. I want to do it myself. That's what my dad always says. And I'm just like, let me just show you how to do it. I think I showed him one year. and He's like, they'll screw it up. They're going to screw it up. And I'm like, no, all right. Well, I think your handwriting. Well, he's been doing it for 30 plus years and he's got every tag he wanted and every tag we as kids didn't really care. But, um, that's the thing about my daddy's the funny story about him. He, uh, on his elk, his bull elk that he drew in area 10, that was his first bull tag ever, never hunted a bull in his life. And he waited 21 years to hunt a bull, but yet he's killed probably 40 plus cows, cow elk in his life.
0: Nice. I like this guy and, already,
1: and that's that's how I grew up. I never.
0: So does I he? Kind, he guy. kind of looks at it like it's just kind of nonsense. Like, let's go kill cows, get meat in the freezer, and you know, or or was he as function of I want the best premium bull tag whenever I draw, and that that's why I'm gonna do, you know, wait for the premium tag, or was it kind of like, yep, I finally drew a bull tag, and you know, let's let's just get it over with
1: uh yes i think so i mean we as a kid growing up we i mean we weren't didn't have the most money didn't have the best clothes all this but we always had elk on our plate all the time because i think my dad he started hunting deer and figured out there's elk that could put a lot more meat in the freezer so they started hunting elk and this is why i'm really mad at my dad um he, he draws this tag it takes 21 years right so all those years we go out hunting, and us kids are killing these animals. My mom is, and um, we're getting two, three elk a year in December. And he's putting in first points for his limited entry tag. So we're pretty much providing for the family, and he's sitting back putting in for points year after year.
0: Not building and your point, not ask. building your point stack, was he?
1: <laughs> that, no, he's putting us first choice for late season December every single year. I'm sitting back there. As soon as I figured that out, I think I was like in, I was like middle of high school. I'm like, all these guys are like, yeah, I got like, like five or six points for this, this unit. And I'm like, I just hunt cow elk every year. What am I doing? So as soon as he drew the tag, it kind of hit hard. I'm like, I only have like eight points and he got 21. How does that work? So, That's so if you many. have kids, yeah. So if you have kids, put them in young, <laughs> not like me, I was, I was, putting meat on the table all my dad's putting in for uh his bull tag that he got 20 years later how do you like to serve your elk uh the barbecue i my wife's not too much into deer but she likes elk so um i haven't really hunted that much i've been more filming so i get a lot of meat given to me after hunts so um i like a just an elk steak on the grill salt and pepper that's it
0: pretty plain salt and pepper and Oh yeah, and that's medium rare. How do you like it?
1: I I'm a well done guy. I don't know, like well done. Think,
0: like run it. Why don't you just run it over with the tire
1: while while you're at it? I know it's it's one of those things. I think all the years of cutting meat and doing <laughs> all this, and yeah. so we cut our own meat up too. I mean, my dad has his own. He has his own hanging poles, and we live on nine acres and we did everything ourselves. We never, I think he took some to, uh, to get sausage or sticks made. But other than that, we did all hamburger, all steaks my entire life um, on the kitchen table. So
0: nice. Well, it's been fun having you on today. Um, appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us. And, uh, any, any last thoughts, um, about our conversation with the, you know, the listeners listening with the applications do on the fourth, um, you know, any, any last parting bit of advice for them?
1: Um, I think like we said earlier is just understand how the draw works because, I mean, I, I got it up now is where I'm no second choice, third choice. I mean, that's, I mean, you're pretty much just wasting time with those numbers and just do a little research and you'll find out, um, what units you want to hunt is that first choice. And then, then you, what you want to hunt second, that's your second, but it doesn't take the points away. So put in for Colorado, like I said, th- this year I started putting in for Utah and Utah has, here's another thing for Utah is if you're a non-resident, you can put in for all the limited tags. So I kind of just found out that this year and I'm starting to do that at the age of 30, I, know, I think I'm 32, um, not the right age to put in for those. So especially for Colorado, you can still hunt almost any unit, well, not any unit, but any animal every year without using points so just build points then you can get over the counter archery which there's a lot of units you can hunt and a lot of over-the-counter um rifle
0: hunts as well it's definitely an opportunity state for sure and some pretty darn good hunting um wes it's been great having you on the podcast i look forward to seeing you this summer and um congratulations on the success of your youtube channel and um, all the hard work you guys put into that, and uh, just yeah, hats off to your your whole team.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Jay. And um, like I said, as a fan of your podcast, um, it was a pleasure talking to you today. And and you can follow any colorette. I mean, like I said, on social media, everything's there. Um, our YouTube channel, we're starting to get more videos up there. Um, There's still all of our good hunts in Area ten. Um, go check check those out if you're in those in that twenty range of drawing. Go check the, those out and if you have any questions on Area ten or twenty one, nothing, anything like that, um give me a message on Instagram. Um I'll I'll talk with you and give whatever help you need.
0: Sounds good, buddy. Take care, God bless, okay?
1: Uh, you two J. All right, bye.